Hello, you are listening to Skip Intro. I'm Lee Tree Lin in the studio with me today, Bahi Yusuf, Julian Yap, and Ian McNally. And we are talking about the very latest effort of one Tom York. So, um, Tom York released his album recently, Anima, um, and in conjunction with that, also released what they're calling a one-reeler, um, a 15-minute short film with P.T. Anderson on Netflix. And so that is what we'll be talking about for this first bit. Uh, did everyone watch it? Oh, yes. 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 Okay. Uh, should we start with how we feel about it or should we start with what it is? Because what it is is a little bit kind of tricky. Well, let's start with what it is. What is it? Yeah, it's... Uh I think it's the, the Lonely Island calls their show a, vi- a visual poem, but it looks like a visual poem. It's like a musical theatre. It's basically people dancing on trains it's a, it's in streets. It's an art house thing. Art house, it feels yeah. feels art house. Yeah. Everyone's wearing matching clothes. They're all... They could be just sitting on a train, Very or it could Kanye be Kanye West clothing, right? Like, remember when Kanye West released that clothing line of of what, Adidas? What, yeah, what did he, somebody described it as hobo chic and huh. like um, end of the world fashion or something. So it's this is like streetwear communism. Streetwear, yeah, but also just like with holes and all in gra- drab grays and. But you know the thing is, like, if this was a film, like, yeah, sure, that's the aesthetic of the film. Yeah. If it's a music video, that's just not a big deal. Music yeah. videos yeah. just look like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're just wearing the stuff and then there's a progression of scenes as people dance from one area to the streets of Prague to France at some point. I think there's, some, there's a French crew in there as well and then there's a woman he's pursuing but then not really and then there's some lights and then all of a sudden it's over. Okay. That's, that's really <laughs> accurate. Yeah, actually that's that's a fair frame-by-frame frame assessment. <laughs> I, I was just thinking though as, as you were describing it that like I loved it. Oh. I, I really loved it. Um, and maybe that's because I'm exactly, you know, like not to sound um, like some poncy art loving creep, but basically what happened with it was I haven't been to a museum in a while. Mm. I haven't been to an art show in a good long period of time. And mm. I used to love those things. And so um, watching this made me feel happy in that same way that I feel when I go to a really good art gallery and I'm standing in front of a painting and I'm like, oh, I can feel my brain expanding. I really like that feeling. Mm. And, and it gave me that sense. So I wasn't looking so much for, um, you know, a plot or mm. uh, even the aesthetics of it. I just really enjoyed the dancing and the 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 poetic quality of it. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought mm. it suited the music. I thought it suited what Tom York does. It's a natural extension of dancing Tom York. Um, yes. So yeah, it, it made sense for me in that very like deep emotional way. Mm. Mm. I just it was a thing for me it was a thing I I love like I love Tom York I love Radiohead but this was neither of those things to me and and I get what you mean like a lot there are some scenes in there that just make me go I'd love to sort of screen cap that and make that my wallpaper there's all the stuff with the running up the wall where I think everyone's on wires and they're tilting the floor to give Maybe. you the angle, yeah. the yeah. idea that it's yeah. flat or it's curved, yeah. and they're walking it strange. It's basically the extended edition of Michael Jackson leaning forward mm. in Moonwalker. Mm. Mm. But they do an awful lot with that, and mm. it's interesting. You don't, you never see wires anywhere, yeah. and I think they did that really, really well. Yeah, and to me, that's the problem. It didn't blow my mind. Um, it was just a thing that P.T. Anderson and Tom York did together. The problem is those two names side by side, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, because the, the expectations then go so, up. Yeah, yes, yeah, mm. I was hoping for something. Didn't so, we talk a couple of years ago about the P.T. Anderson ad he did for Christmas? Oh, that was Wes Anderson. Sorry, my mistake. Yeah. yeah. But that was the same kind of thing where you get that expectation. Mm. Wes Anderson and Tom York 
would kill me. <laughs> oh, I think I just die. I love that. But yeah. have you seen the video for Burn the Witch? Which is like Postman Pat, but it's the Wicker Man? Yes. 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 Here we go. That, everyone gets yeah. that reference. Yeah. I mean, that stuck out to me more than this did, unfortunately. Mm. So I have no sort of affinity for... Top Not Tom. For, yeah, or Radiohead, except, you know, the few music videos that... I had to watch last week or two weeks ago that you guys and told you me to. And you enjoyed And they just is such a good yeah, music video. No, and yeah. they're great. But I also don't really care about mm. Radiohead. But for me, the draw here was Paul Thomas Anderson. I don't love him, but he is a great filmmaker. And mm. it was the only thing that kind of made me click play. And I liked that just because of that. Like visually, it was stunning. It mm. was great. I... If I had watched this without headphones, it would have been fine. Mm. I didn't need the music for yeah. it, mm. except maybe the um, the third song. I think the third one was probably my favorite, where it just sort of, it felt like it sounded. Is know? it the drifting along one, right? Kind of drifting? I think there's one I, that sounds an awful lot like a, a track off one of their EPs from you. I have seen them live a lot of times, and like, oh, I, okay. I, I like the opposite with you. <laughs> so there's some of that stuff that sounds like from long ago, Tom York, and yeah. weaves through all his stuff. So, But even the songs didn't quite yeah. do it for me oh you guys I, I would have been happy to rewatch. I mean mm-hmm. like I finished it and um, uh, then I had to work but <laughs> if I had had the time if, if I'd been at home with like a large screen mm. and with a dark room I think I would have hit just replay and I would have watched the whole thing again and Maybe, yeah. yeah I just really enjoyed I, it although yeah. can I just say that the start was very us the, yeah. No, but yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The mm. dancing, I was just like, ah, oh, tether it, tether yeah. it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like, didn't think of that at all. I like that first bit though. Yeah. I love that, that train sequence at the beginning. I mean, if you've been uh, on the tube, it's just like that in London, it's right? It's just yeah. like that in yeah. London, yeah. Um, and okay, I think, I think you're making a really interesting point. I think I will try and go back and put it on the big screen, turn off the lights, you know, and, and see if that changes the, the, the viewing experience. Because I watch it on my silly little MacBook Air 13 mm. screen and I'm just like... I watch mm. it on my... Big TV with uh, 5.1 speaker headphones mm. on, and that yeah, was okay. Mm. I gotta say, I didn't remember it the first time I watched it. I had to go back, and mm. so this took me 30 minutes to oh, watch really? total, just because I think it was a little bit forgettable. Like, again, I don't have that connection. Yeah. No. Even even with the connection, I mm. I still think it's fairly forgettable. Mm. I think connection minus expectation is key here, because yeah. I, I went yeah. in not expecting a whole bunch. I was just like, okay, it's kind of two weirdos, they're going to make something weird. Fine, mm. I'll watch that. It, yeah. um, but I love Tom York, and I love Radiohead, and I love Paul Thomas Anderson, but somehow the combination just didn't make me think, this is going to be life-changing art! And mm. so I didn't have that expectation. So yeah. instead, I just had a, ooh, this will be fun, and I, it was. For me, I wasn't expecting art. I think that ah, was it. Yeah, right. I was expecting a nice, fancy music video. Yeah, oh. you know, I was. Yeah, that was what I was coming into it expecting. So, but isn't that art by here? What is art really? Sure. <laughs> yeah, you do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we're going to be spending the second half of our show actually talking about uh, not what is art, not <laughs> what is art, but kind of what. Bahe was talking about that whole idea of sometimes you just want to watch a really nice music video and people have been doing that a lot people have been making visual albums people have been putting out um, people have been releasing albums in new and interesting ways and we're going to be talking about a few of those after this Uh, do you have a favourite visual album? did you like Anima? join me in my little art corner over here Uh, WhatsApp us 018-789-8899 tweet us at skipintromy and write us at movies at bfm.my Bruce Freddie Morrissey, BFM 89.9. Hello, you are listening to Skip Intro with Lynn, Ian, Julian and Bahe. We were talking about um, the big 
release from Paul Thomas Anderson and Tom York on Netflix a couple of weeks ago now, I think, or last week, um, called Anima, of course, a 15-minute representation of Tom York's album. Um, and so now we're going to be talking about visual albums as a whole. Um, does anyone want to start us off? I was going to say, I mean, looking it up online, a, na- a film that kept kept coming up was The Beatles' A Hard Day's Night, mm. which for some reason they refer to as a visual album. And I think I can see why, because it's not like a film film. It's yeah. not like Help, where they're playing characters or or, or or versions of themselves. This is almost a cross between a film and a documentary. And a concert film. And a concert film, because the concerts are real in the sense that they are actually there playing music live that they then shot and then interstitched together with them riding in trains and cars and buses and stuff. Yeah, that's the one they're running around. That's the, you're the one who can remember which one is which, Lynn. So that's the one with the clean little old man, right? Yes, that's gotcha. the one. Yeah, yeah. that's my favourite one. That's, that to me is an interesting sort of like, I wouldn't say the originator, but an early version of what a visual album is, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, I went with uh, Interstellar 5555, which is the visualization of Daft Punk's 2003 album Discovery. remember watching those videos at the time and mm. they were like individual videos i've never yeah. actually seen everything that tied together and it's very battle of the planets gacha man style animation and just the band playing a band a blue skin band playing and then being kidnapped and taking somewhere and each music video you saw as they came out was like leading on to mm. the next one or not in some mm. cases i think there was a gap between a couple where you didn't quite figure out what was going on until they released the whole thing. I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah. I just thought it was just music videos with blue aliens that they just happened to be... I just thought they would just happen to be using the same characters. I didn't yeah. think it was a, a whole piece. Oh, there's a whole thing and we're the bad people. Humans are, are bad. We're kidnapping sure. blue people. Wait, it's Avatar. <laughs> yeah. um, oh does, it, does it spaceship shape like a guitar? There's, yeah. like, there's no dialogue. There's only music. And I think that makes it even more of a visual album in a certain way. There's nothing in between. There's like I think there's rain sounds at certain points yeah. or that's it. And watching it again, it's quite long. It goes on like it's, it's a full hour, album. Yeah. It's now in a fi- in five, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just a lot of cool visuals in it. I'm super glad that you brought this up because it's another reason to talk about anime after last week's <laughs> Neo Genesis Evangelion episode. Sure. So this it's was... Not, yeah. only, not only anime, French anime. Yeah. Oh, uh, cool. A booby trap. <laughs> yeah. So happy. <laughs> I didn't know that this was a whole movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, I watched Digital Love. But yeah, watching this, I think I got halfway through. But I do like the style of it. I think it fits. It, it fits. You know, it's Daft Punk. What else do you expect? Yeah. And the, the, the album goes up and down in tone. There's obviously disco hits like One mm. More Time where it's like perfect. The band is playing. Stuff's happening. It's all good. And then at the end when it goes into a kind of a f- funk, funk. Mm. There's bad guys that's happening and it mm. fits exactly what's going on with the screen. But then there's quieter moments where they're just driving in a van. Yeah. Well, and I, it works really well for that. Okay, so um, I I wanted to talk about Beyonce. Hold up, they don't love you like I love you. Slow down, they don't love you like I love you. Back up, they don't love you like I love you. 
step down They don't love you like I love you Can't you see there's no other man above you What a wicked way to treat the girl that loves you Oh love, they don't love you like I love you Oh down, they don't love you like I love you um, I suppose in recent times, the, the she kind of released a visual album with the same sort of fanfare that people do when they drop actual movies. You know, mm. it was like, mm, mm. there were trailers, there were things, people knew that it was going to come out. And I have a distinct memory of like... Um, of having a viewing party with a friend because I was like, we're going to watch this and we're all going to like sit there. And and that was that experience. And I think that's kind of an interesting one because it used to be that, yeah, with, with visual albums, in the case of Daft Punk, you might have enjoyed it, but it wasn't super specific, like this is meant to be watched in this order. You have mm. to do it this way. Whereas Beyonce, control freak over there, decided to, you know, do a narrative, interstitch poetry, mm. talk about like, you know, have have African like motifs running all the way through it. And so it's meant to be viewed in many ways as, as a piece. Right. Mm. And it was like, I think an hour also is released on HBO and it really deepened. Um, it really changed the way I listened to the album because the first time I heard most of those songs was uh, via the visual album drop. So, oh, yeah, so yeah. I didn't actually wa- listen to the album first. It's not the usual, you know, This music. was one, sorry, this was the one that was only available on Tidal for three years or something, right? Yes, I think it's recently yeah. being available to purchase, Everybody I think, else. now. Mm. Think, yeah. Yes. But yeah, it was HBO first, then mm-hmm. it went, it disappeared off HBO, on Tidal. Yeah, because they're just business people like that. But, yeah. um, but it was kind of amazing. And so there are certain songs and certain images where when I think of her in a, yellow dress and a baseball bat Mm. I think of her on the bus with her friends like there are very specific moments um, that are tied inextricably like to the songs and Mm. it was cool like um, I really enjoyed that Mm. it's great when they match like that I always think of the Prodigy's Invaders Must Die because I completely missed it but from the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack or Scott Pilgrim trailer it's not even in the movie Mm. but there's so much greatness just like tied into the timing of everything and the music playing that it just I can't not think of that trailer when I hear that song and I think that's Mm. a it's a really maybe it's really just really good marketing to get the stuff stuck in your head because if you can visualize it you hear it yeah I'm not a big Beyonce fan. I wasn't a fan b- before Lemonade came out, you know, after Lemonade, but I think when the video for um Hold Up dropped online yeah. and you know that first hour when everything is everywhere <laughs> and you see it and you just what is happening? But when I watched it, I, I wanted to learn everything about Beyonce and all of her music. I wanted to watch the entirety of Lemonade. I couldn't get it cuz title, but it's so personal. But it's still so, you know, it's such a massive production. It's more money has been put into this in the production of it than most most short films, most um, independent films are. And just because she's Beyonce and she can do it, but it's like it's got such a cool visual style that it really doesn't need to be because it doesn't it's not necessarily tied to the music, but it is tied to the music in some way. And yeah. I think that point you raised about intimate is really important because it felt very intimate. Yeah. It's like this huge, big thing, but it's also about being cheated on. Mm. And so, and it's also about her family and it's mm. also about a bunch of things. So, yeah, I mean, just when I, when we sit visual albums, the first one that came to mind, I was like, it is time to talk about <laughs> Lemonade. I shall do it. So, so uh, yeah. We, so we've answered the question from the first half of the show. What is art? It's Beyonce's Lemonade. There we go. Perfect one of, yes. <laughs> good example. Um, but I think we also brought up in kind of a similar vein, Janelle Monet and Dirty Computer. Mm-hmm. I want to fall through the stars Getting lost in the dark is my favorite part Let's count the ways we could make this last forever Sunny, money, keep it, funky, touch your top it, let it down 
dirty computer, I think, is uh, in very much the same vein as Daft Punk's Interstellar 5555, just because it's a sci-fi story, yeah. isn't it? Like, it has sci-fi elements. It's not as big, obviously, as a, of a production as Lemonade was, or even as big as the Interstellar 555 one was. It's a, a lot, lot of white rooms. Yeah, it is. But the Dirty Computer album itself is so is so different from track to track. I think mm. you can see it in the movie and just seeing the, the, the story link and the plot that goes through it, I think it works really well. I had seen all the music videos separately mm. without knowing it, but even then you can kind of stitch it together yourself. Yeah. And, you know, it's about, you know, celebrating individuality, fighting back against, you know, people who don't appreciate that individuality. And Janelle Monáe is a perfect artist to do that just because she's, you know, bold with her music and her... Her expression of that music. Yeah, if you, if you don't know what this is, it's basically some kind of science fiction world where those who are people are rebranded as computers. If you're yeah. rebellious, you're a dirty computer, and they're going to wipe this girl's mind. And as they do it, they're replaying all her music videos. Yeah, <laughs> and Tessa Thompson's in it. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say there are ex lovers involved, so there's that as well. Um, and it's an enjoyable thing, partly because I was thinking about it, and I think the music videos individually work really well as trailers for the main film. Mm. Yeah. So when you watch it, you're like. Ooh, who Tessa dead? Thompson's in this. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Um, so They're going to yeah. fight up against the man by partying really hard. <laughs> they do, and that, 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 is, that is their rebellion that's, mostly. That's the worst the re- pitch the, for the, the rebellion ever. mostly is partying yeah. really hard, unfortunately. Imagine We Will Rock You, but it's Janelle Monáe's music. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. Mm. We've been talking today about visual albums. Um, do you have a favorite? Um, did any of the ones we mentioned make it to your list personally? Tell us, WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at skipintromy and write us at movies at bfm.my. 